Class is back with Helena. Let's talk today about dealing with arguments. <sighs> so, arguments are very common. I hate arguing. Most people hate arguing, but arguments do happen. And you have to be mindful of what your triggers are that will cause you to argue. Uh, first of all, you need to know if you have an anger problem and be honest. And you need to know the per- if the person you're with has ever had anger-, anger problems. I told you, I don't feel comfortable saying I'm dating someone until we've actually had an argument. I want to see if they're going to just, you know, completely go off, if they're going to throw back anything that I've said to them in confidence. Are they going to, you know, have, give me the cold shoulder? Are they going to really be willing to talk through it? Um, you know, you, you're, you're going to learn a lot about somebody by the way they argue. And um, I am the person where I would rather talk, talk, it through but I also pay attention so if that person is you know the one that goes into a shell or walks away or you don't hear from them for a couple of days or um, they're not answering your calls or you know I you can kind of get a feel like this is how they this person deals with conflict but it's really important that you know how you deal with conflict and my triggers are disrespect lying and stealing so if I feel like you know I've been disrespected and you're lying about something in my face and you, you know trying to you know make me out to be a fool of course stealing from me and anything with my daughter like if you're going to bring my daughter into an argument and kind of you know say anything about her which hasn't happened but I'm just I just know I'm just ready just in case you might um I, I'm going to lay into you so I will go from zero to a hundred real quick in those areas but for the most part in uh just dating even though I've gone through you know guys cheating or you know, whatever the situation has been, I have not really gone from zero to a hundred in a uh, relationship I have in my family. Like my family, uh, have definitely gone off on some people because they know me, um, and they know you know what triggers me, and they just really trying it. But um, yeah, for a relationship, I haven't um, definitely have not since I've been a mother. And, you know, even in the crazy situations where I, you know, find out somebody's cheating, I'm still able to talk it through. I may be yelling, but I'm still able to talk it through and, you know, resolve the situation. But there was a time in my um, early 20s, um, kind of towards the beginning of the time when I came down to Atlanta, I had a job uh, working as an operations management manager and then they um promoted me and transferred me out to Dallas, Texas. In the beginning of that transition, I had just started dating someone and he was like, "I want to be with you. I want to come out there with you." So, he did. So, he moved out there to Dallas with me and I ended up getting him a job uh as a supervisor because they they gave me control over hiring and firing and I had over 72 employees. So, I was like, would you just hire him and, you know, put him at a site? And um, I was at Children's Medical Center, and we would pretty much have, we had a really great relationship. The company paid for so many things, uh, you know, had the corporate card. I mean, we were living it up. <laughs> we were living it up. And um, 
but my my job itself I was treated very badly I had you know uh, some racist directors over me and I had and all my peers where they were I call it a good old boy club you know they would go golfing together and they would go um um what is it hunting together and you know they were you know all old white men they were in their uh, late 50s 60s um they didn't really communicate with me they just looked at me as a token like what is she even doing here they wouldn't uh, tell me about meetings or anything they had no respect for me um and they were doing everything to kind of just get me out of the position I just felt so sabotaged and I was like I can't wait to get out of here so I ended up uh asking getting a transfer request granted and they moved me back to Atlanta when they moved me back to Atlanta I quit that job but anyhow um I and since I broke my lease early uh that that they weren't playing they put that on my credit report so fast so when we got to move back to Atlanta uh he put the house in his name he got a, a townhouse and he put it in his name and uh, all the bills and everything were in his name so now, so when I, we, when he moved out, he stayed with me, and everything was fifty fifty. Like you know, we shared this home and you know lived happily ever after in Dallas on my dime. You know, I pretty much took care of mostly everything, but you know, as far as like the, the sharing the home, like it was ours. But sharing the expenses, I covered mostly everything because I, I made more than him. And he was pretty much responsible for our vacations and our funds. So I pretty much, that's how we worked it out. Like I took care of the main responsibilities and he took care of the fun and the leisure. And, um, but when we came back to Atlanta and I was starting my own business, meaning I did not have a job, <laughs> uh, he became responsible for everything because with the position I had gotten him, he was able to transfer it back to Atlanta and um so now that he has the power and the control he does exactly what i feared so every time we would get into an argument he would kick me out the house i'm not lying i am not lying he would be like get your shit and get the fuck out of here that's what he would say to me i get my stuff my mother had just moved to atlanta and she had an apartment not too far from where we stayed I would literally be knocking on my mother's window asking her to open the door. So um, she let me in. I, in fact, she had a two-bedroom, and she let me in and stay. And then he come knocking shortly after. I remember one time it was raining outside. He's outside the window, scared the crap out of me. He's knocking. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I was tripping. I love you. Please come home. Please, please. He even uh, contacts my mother, you know, try to get her up to talk. Please, I will never do anything to hurt your daughter. I'm so sorry. This happened several times where he kicked me out the house and I came running back to him. And I was like, this is the one thing I didn't want. I did not want a... um abusive relationship but he he hadn't hit me but it was very um emotionally abusive because he had the power and he started to treat me any kind of way and when I was not bringing in money like I had before he's just like okay one more week one more week 
if you don't get, you know, something going on in one more week. I remember I'm just starting a business. He's like, you need to get a job. And I was like, okay, okay. So I'm working, 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 trying to, you know, build up to get the money, get the job. Uh, not to get a job, but to build up so I don't have to get a job. But he was not really supporting me in that area. He was just like, um, I need you to chip in. And I was like, okay, okay, just give me some time, give me some time. But it just led to more and more arguments. So we started arguing about money. We started arguing about bills, um, arguing about me being an entrepreneur. I mean, we were arguing about everything um, until a point I just couldn't take it anymore. And so it was one of the nights where he didn't kick me out again. I'm like, I'm not going back. Uh, this, this is not me. This is not how I saw me in a relationship. I am going to be an entrepreneur and I'm going to be a successful entrepreneur but I need support. Like, I do need you to be able to take care of our expenses at least for the next three to six months. He's like, I can't do it. I say, I can't either. I can't be with somebody that won't even do that. I've, you know, I've been here helping us all this time. So he was not accommodating. Uh, we would say things to each other. Um, you know, he, he would constantly attack my carriage and basically make me out to be a liar. Because like you say you say you gonna do this and you ain't did this. I'm like I'm an entrepreneur. I'm waiting on a contract. I can't do anything but wait. Um, so he just felt like I was. Kind of, he didn't understand entrepreneurship. So he was just kind of thinking like, you just trying to just live off me now. I'm thinking this is unbelievable. I cannot believe I did all this helping him for us to work together, and he's looking at me like I'm you know freeloading. So anyhow, we get in these arguments, and then I realized um, that, oh, I ended up teaching a class. I was used to teach some classes through Fred Pryor seminars, and I had to deal with uh, the topic, uh, dealing with uh, difficult people. And when I was teaching, I was, like, learning. And so the lessons I learned were, number one, to separate the problem from the person. And so I started to try to implement that. And when we would argue, I'm like, what is he really saying the problem is? He's not saying that he doesn't want to be with me. He's saying the problem is we need more money. So how can I bring in more money in the household that's, you know, steady and um, uh, and, and it can, you know, help us. That He's not going to be, you know, always pitching these fits and everything. So... I started to do a monthly, monthly uh, mixers and month, monthly uh, uh, CDs were pretty popular. So I would put like some little trainings on these little CDs and sell those. And then the money's coming in and he's like not arguing as much. And then anything we would argue about, I would just look at like, what is the problem? He wasn't doing all that. You know, he would just go off. But uh, I did try, but it, you know, at, at some point... Even when the money was coming in, he just wasn't happy and I wasn't happy either because after somebody's arguing with you all the time, you don't have, you don't want to, you know, make love and hang out with them and go places with them anymore. It just seems like you just have this like roommate situation and that's what it became. And I never felt comfortable. I always felt like, hey, I'm going to get kicked up out of here. So I definitely, this is not leading to marriage. (laughs) I don't know what this is, Um, but You need to be able to separate the problem from the person. Uh, You need to determine, do they need space? 
but don't give them the silent treatment. Most people are willing to talk within 24 to 48 hours, but you have to learn a person. But don't give them the silent treatment. That's a manipulative form of communication. It's where you are turning yourself into a victim instead of being accountable to the things that hurt someone else. So usually somebody gives you the cold shoulder, they're, you're going to eventually be like, oh, I'm so sorry, I don't, you know, but they're the ones that did you wrong. Usually the person that has a silent treatment is doing it is the one that is wrong and they're making themselves out to be a victim. So don't do that, you know, give them some space, but be willing to talk. Uh, don't bring up any kind of thing that uh, attacks a man's manhood. Like, that has always been a big no to me. Like, I'm not going to ever say, uh, that's why you so little or that's why uh, you come so quick or um, that's why nobody don't want to be with you because you don't know, you, you know, you so boring in bed. I, I don't know. I'm not going to attack a man's manhood ever because I just think that is the most crushing blow. Just like a man attacks your weight. You're like, <sighs> Especially somebody you've been intimate with, you're thinking, I thought you liked my body. <laughs> I thought you was enjoying our sex. And they're like, uh-uh. And it all comes out later. You're like, that's a crushing blow. So I would not ever do that. I have some absolute things I will not do in an argument. Um, so don't bring up, you know, their manhood. Give a real apology. And you should expect a real apology too. A real apology is... I am sorry for, and they tell you what they are sorry for. In the future, I will. So I'm sorry for this. And then in the future, I will do this. So you need to communicate exactly what you will do differently. Uh, Don't have makeup sex if you're not feeling um, that your feelings are valid. You know, if if that person still really has not apologize and you just feel like they're just going to have sex so they can just you know not even discuss it because usually that's what happens you have the sex and you're like shoot I don't even know what we were fighting about um but you don't feel like that you feel like hey this was such a hurtful blow that you feel like I really want a genuine apology I don't want this to ever happen you can let them know that you you know you still love them and you want to be close to them, but you just need a little space for that day. But just like, leave me alone. Don't touch me. Get away from me. I think you should be a better communicator than that, especially, you know, at this age. And don't beat yourself up about arguments. Um, you know, they happen. But if they're attacking your character, they're attacking your children, they're attacking, you know, your your mindset, or your sex life and you know they're they're really giving some low jabs it's not healthy it's not healthy it's um it's a very uh manipulative and controlling relationship and it can turn into physical abuse and i got out of my situation before it turned into physical abuse but when i look back at it i'm thinking why in the world did i allow somebody to talk to me like that I, I still don't know, but I did for a while. And then I just finally was like, this, I can't do this. I don't know what I'm doing, but this is not it, you know. Um, 
when you know shoes and roles were reversed this person wouldn't have my back the way I had theirs so it was an ugly situation I learned a lot I learned a lot from it but when you're dealing with arguments make sure that you understand what your triggers are don't attack you know don't go so low um because words hurt and people will never forget them you know I rather you know somebody just hit me uh no, I don't. <laughs> but I'd rather you can get over a hit faster than you can get over some words. Some words would just linger forever. And you'll never forget them. So don't play dirty, especially when you're dating somebody. Get to know what is the real problem. and Let's get to that. Okay, that's class for today. I'll talk to you later. Have a great day. Bye-bye.